0: Well, praise the nope. Lord, everybody. Nope. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Our mailing address is www. Uh, no, our web address. I'm sorry, is www. of Fire You can reach us by writing to us. I know that's uh, antiquated. People don't write letters anymore, but I'm going to give you the address anyway. P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27051. You can call us at 336-575-0206. You can also PayPal us at JET. 245 at msn.com. If you are led to sow a donation to this ministry, we welcome it and we thank you in advance. May God richly bless you. And um, I want to give a shout out to Apostle Emmett Overton for allowing me this opportunity. And we're going to go right ahead and get started with tonight's message. I'd like to blow the show far before we get started. So if you all would just bear with me while I blow this show off. Because the word of the Lord says, blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm. It's time to wake up the sleeping church. It's time to wake up the mighty men of God. It's time for the church to arise and shine and give God the glory. Hallelujah. Excuse me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. We want to give God praise for this opportunity to minister to the people of God on tonight. And our message tonight is trading places. That's it, trading places. We're coming out of the book of Esther, so uh, I, I want to preface this message by telling you that God actually gave me this message years ago, but I didn't have the proper revelation on the message. I preached it from, uh, if you, you might say, from a carnal perspective, but tonight I want to preach it the right way. And preach it from a uh, spiritual perspective So those of you that have your Bibles Turn with me now to Esther The book of Esther Chapter 2 And we're going to start at the 15th verse Alright So this is what it says I'm reading to you from the King James Version It said Now when the turn of Esther The daughter of Abihail," the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come to go in unto the king. She required nothing. But what Haggai, the king's chamberlain, the keeper of the women, appointed favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. So Esther was taken unto King Ahasuerus. Into his house royal in the tenth month, which is the month Tibet, in the seventh year of his reign. And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight, more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head. And made her queen instead of Vesta. so I want to talk to you tonight about trading places. I want to give you a little bit of backdrop information on this because I haven't given you a lot of scriptures so far, but I am going to I'll give you some more scripture um, when the when the chapter begins, it begins with Um, a story about Vashti, the king's former wife. And she was a beautiful woman, according to scripture. And um, so the king was having a feast. And and, uh, so the men were, you know, with the king, and they were drinking and partying and going on. And the queen was having a separate feast with the women. And I suppose they were drinking and partying and having a good time. So in his drunkenness, the king summoned his wife, the queen, Vashti. Now, there are so many different uh, accounts of what he was really asking. He asked for her to come and show her beauty. He wanted his men to see how beautiful she was. Now, I have heard so much speculation that he wanted her to come and parade herself naked before the men, Um, but the scriptures don't say that. So I stick with the scriptures, what they say. I don't read anything into it that is not written. So whatever's written in the scriptures, that's what I go with. So there's no account that um, the king wanted uh, Vashti to come naked before his men. I couldn't even imagine a man asking his wife to come naked before other men. But I will say this, they were drinking. So when people get drunk, they do all kinds of crazy things. So anyway, uh, as the story goes, Vashti, uh, the king sent a messenger to Vashti, uh, and it was beckoning her to come and show her beauty uh, before the king and all his men. Vashti refused, which was unheard of. It was the unthinkable, unheard of, and really unpardonable thing because um, even though she was queen, she still had to do what her husband had asked. And so she refused. She said, no, I'm not coming. And I don't know if Vashti felt like she was going to be paraded um, or or on, on exhibit. I don't know what made her say no to the king. But I will tell you this. Everything is moving by the power of God. So there is nothing happening. That God is not in control of He is sovereign He rules And he reigns Over the affairs of men So that guy refused to come So the king's men Were offended Of course the king was offended But the king's men Were offended Because they said If we let her get away with this Our wives will do the same thing. So they said, she's got to go. So they told the king, who was embarrassed and angry, that his wife had not come, that uh, she had refused to come. So what they did was they told the king, we can't let her get away with this because this not only affects you, king, it's going to affect all the men in the kingdom because the wives were supposed to be submissive to their husbands and obedient. And, of course, Vastai was neither, uh, at, at least in this particular incident. So, the men said, this is what we're going to do. They said, we're going to have a contest. Vastai's got to go. She's got to go. So, that was put out. That she got put out of her royal position. Now, some say the king had her killed, this, that, and the other, but the scriptures don't say that. So, again, I stick with what is written. We are not here to speculate. The Bible says if any man add to the word, let him be a curse, or if any man take away from the word, let him be a curse. So I do neither. Tonight, I'm just presenting the facts, what is written. So Vastai was put out of the kingdom. And we never heard of her again. So the men realized that the king, uh, when he got got sober, he wanted to know, where happened to Vastai? Where's my wife? So the men told him, you know, she did this. And um, so the king got lonely. He had no companion, and he got lonely. So the men, once again, these men got together, and they decided, hey, we we got to help the king out. So instead of him going through a long, drawn-out courtship, they came up with a plan. They devised a plan how the king could get another wife. And so they summoned all of the virgins, in uh, Susan, where the king lived, and in the surrounding regions. So all of the virgins were to come and um, be in the Chamberlain's uh, Haggai in his care for a certain period of time, and then um, they would have one night to um, go in and be with the king. If the king liked her, he could send for her again. She might make it to a second night. But if he didn't like her, she was presented with something of her choice, probably some jewelry or something of that nature and whatever she chose. And then she was dismissed. Okay. So Esther obtained favor of the Lord because how many of you know when God has a plan. Nothing and no one is going to stop the plan of God. So the Bible says in verse 15 that um, Esther obtained favor in the sight of all them that looked upon her. So not only was she beautiful, but she had the favor of God. I'm going to tell you ladies something tonight. Beauty is only skin deep. Favor will get you where beauty cannot get you. So I want you to know it's not about how good you look. It's it's if you have the favor of God on your life, God will do great things in your life. So Esther had God's favor. Not only did she have God's favor, God had a plan. He had a master plan, which he always have had and always will. And God is the only one that can bring good out of something evil. So he had a plan and he had a purpose. Now people talk about this book of Esther and they say, how did this book make it into the canons? Because there is no mention of God and no mention of Jesus. But I tell you, he's all in this book. He's all in this book. This book, um, if I could say, is like an allegory. It is um, a story that alludes to something. So if, if you read the book of Esther in its entirety, you will see a divine plan of God to save his people. Glory be to God. Now, I don't want to spoil the story tonight, so I'm going to stop right there. So I'm going to read to you a little background information about two very important people in this book, and um, which is the book of Esther. So I'm going to read to you something about Esther, and then I'll read to you something about her cousin, Mordecai. Esther was the Jewish queen of the Persian king, Ahasuerus, called Xerxes, from uh, 485 to 465. Now, she saved her people, the Jews, from the plot to annihilate them. And Esther was a daughter of Abihel and a cousin of Mordecai. Now, her parents had died. We don't know how, we don't know what happened to them, but they died, and Esther was orphaned. And so Mordecai was her cousin, but he raised her as his own daughter. Alright? So, after her mother and father died, Mordecai raised her as his own daughter. Her Jewish name was Hadassah, which means Myrtle, story of Esther's rise from an unknown Jewish girl to queen of a mighty empire illustrates how God uses events and people to fulfill his purpose. I want to say that again because that is what I want you to focus on tonight. So please let me read that again. The story of Esther's rise from an unknown Jewish girl to queen of a mighty empire illustrates how God uses events and people to fulfill his promise to his chosen people and his purpose. God will use Whoever avails Himself to him Ahasuerus appointed Esther to replace Queen Vashti Esther exposed Haman's sinister plot To slay all the Jews As a result Ahasuerus granted The Jews the right To defend themselves And destroy their enemies With ironic Justice They hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Now, this is noteworthy because I've often heard it said that you better be careful who you dig a ditch for because the ditch that you dig for me might be the ditch that you fall in yourself, all right? So he had prepared some gallows for Mordecai, but Haman got hung on the very gallows that he had built for Mordecai. Boy, are we going somewhere tonight. Hallelujah. So let me read to this passage to you about Mordecai. Mordecai is the hero of the book of Esther. He was a resident of Shushan, the Persian capital during the reign of Ahasuerus. He's known as Xerxes I, the king of Persia. Mordecai took his orphan cousin, Hadassah, that is Esther, into his home as her adoptive father. Later, Mordecai uncovered a plot to murder the king and saved his life. This good deed was recorded in the Royal Chronicles of Persia. Mordecai refused to bow to Haman. That, again, is noteworthy. I don't care what you are going through, what you are facing, what temptation is trying to overtake you. You must refuse to bow. So he refused to bow to Haman, and Haman in this uh, uh, represents the devil. And as a result, Haman introduced a plan to kill all the Jews in the Persian Empire. Mordecai then exhorted Queen Esther to approach the king and do what? Save her people. This sounds a lot like salvation to me. To save her people. Haman was hanged on the very gallows that he had built for Mordecai. Mordecai became second in command, succeeding Haman. Amen. I want to get down to this, but before I do, we are going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 20 and 21. So let's go there. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Amen. It says, Now then, We are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in him. Glory be to God. And one last scripture, Romans chapter 5 and verses 6 through 9. And it reads, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure adventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Amen. Amen. So those scriptures are Esther, 2 verses 15 through 17. That's Esther chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. And Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 9. So we see here in the very beginning, in the first scripture that I gave you, Esther chapter 2, that Esther became the queen of Susa, replacing Vashti. Now remember tonight's message called Trading Places. So she replaced Vashti. Vashti got put out. Esther got put in. But God put Esther in this position because he had a strategic plan to save his people, the Jews, from annihilation. So God always has a plan and a purpose for everything that he does. Esther became an orphan, but nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom of God. So God used that situation to bring Esther to her cousin, Mordecai under his tutelage, and he uh, became her adoptive father, and he raised her as his own daughter. And he was positioned in the right place because he lived in Susan. So this was where the king lived. So when this uh, contest came for all these beautiful virgins to come forth and um, be prepared for one night with the king, Esther was put in the contest. But her cousin, Mordecai, gave her one specific instruction, and that was not to reveal her heritage. She was not to tell that she was a Jew. Now, I don't know why um, Mordecai told Esther this, but I can tell you one thing, it worked, and it was part of the will of God that her identity or her uh, her heritage not be revealed yet until the proper time. So the Bible says that when it was Esther's turn to go in, that she required nothing. All these other women were asking for this, that, and the other, but Esther had this simple beauty, and she required nothing. And she had obtained favor of the Lord so that when she went in, the Bible said that the king loved her. He loved her more than all the other women. She was just real. She was not phony. She was not pretentious. She was not after the king's money. She was just there. But God had put her there. This was a woman who had been orphaned. All of this was working together for her good and for God's purpose. Glory be to God. And so she was put into this position. Have you ever been somewhere And you knew you didn't deserve to be there and you knew you weren't qualified to be there and you had to pinch yourself and say, how did I get here? I felt that way many times. I was in Jamaica and I was there to preach for uh, a pastor's, uh, uh, actually it was a bishop for his uh, installation service. I was honored. To even be uh, asked to be a part of that And when I got up on the platform um, There were no more seats left So I was like at the end of the line Of all the clergy that was marching in And because God I had obtained favor with the Lord That's the bottom line When, When I was seated I was seated on the platform with all of the great bishops and all these apostles. And uh, here I am, this little country girl from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, seated on the platform with all of these great seasoned men and women of God. And I wept because I knew God had strategically put me there. And I said to myself, How did I get here? On another occasion, I was in Israel. I was on the Sea of Galilee, and I had been asked to speak. And I was so amazed at even how I got there, because God worked the whole thing out for me to be able to afford to go to Israel. I was so amazed at how God had strategically orchestrated the whole thing, that when I was asked to speak on the Sea of Galilee, all I could do was cry. I wept because I kept saying to myself, how did I get here? How did I get here? How did I get all the way from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, to the Sea of Galilee? when I never would have dreamed it possible for such a thing to happen. And then I was asked to preach, and I couldn't because all I could do was weep, weep before the Lord because I knew he had done this. And he had done this in such a way, it was so amazing. I I, I was just speechless. So I said all that to say that, God has a plan for your life and for mine. And the things that we have gone through in life, I want you to know that nothing is ever wasted in the kingdom of God. You may be going through a valley experience right now, but I want to assure you that God is going to use it. You may have been on the mountaintop at one time, and now you're on the valley and you're saying, well, what happened? Well, how did, why, how did things turn out like this? All I can say is trust me, God is going to use it all. It is all going to work together for good and for God's great purpose. So Esther was made queen because Vastar got put out. Esther got put in. Vastar had to be removed before this contest could take place. So all of this was working together for good. She was removed, and then the men began to look for another queen for the uh, king. So this little orphan girl somebody who has no royalty, no blue blood, no affiliation with the kingdom, and she is put in this place. She is the least likely person that you would uh, see in such a contest. But this is what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1 and 27. He said, but you see your calling, brethren, that How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. According as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. You see, God chose a foolish thing, hallelujah, this little orphan girl, to become the queen of Susa. Why? Because God had a plan for her life, and God had a purpose. He had a plan and a purpose. Glory be to God. He had a plan and a purpose for Esther, and he has a plan and a purpose for you and I. Glory be to God. So Esther has now been made queen. I hope that you can see where I'm going tonight because there has been a trading of places, so to speak. Vashti had to get put out so that Esther could get put in. Glory be to God. But it's not about Vashti and it's not about Esther. It's all about the plan and will of God and the purpose of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's why he said that we should not rejoice when our enemies fall. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And he said not to rejoice in successful service. Hallelujah. He said, but rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Glory be to God in the highest. So the Bible reveals exactly how much God loves us. The scriptures tell us in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 12 says it all. And I'm going to read that. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Isaiah 53. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Let me turn here very quickly. Hallelujah. And this is what it says, verses 4 through 12. It says, Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray, turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so open he not his mouth. For he was taken from prison and judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was stricken. And he made his way with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence. Neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, to crush him. For he had put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall prolong, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul shall be satisfied by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear their iniquities therefore will I divide him a portion with the great and he shall divide the great he shall divide the spoil with the strong because he had poured out his soul unto death And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bared the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. We're still talking about trading places here tonight. You see, Esther traded places with Vashti. God strategically put this woman in position, this nobody, this this orphan, this unheard of person, he strategically caused her to be made queen of the palace in Susa so that she could be used to save her people from destruction. Because Haman, who represents the devil in the book of Esther, he had a, a art against the Jews and he had a plan. He had carefully devised a plan to have them destroyed. He wanted to annihilate all of the Jews. But God raised up this little orphan girl, put her in the palace, caused her to be made queen, and God intended to use Esther. And he did use her to save his people. If that is not salvation, I don't know what is. Because I read to you John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. You see, Jesus traded places with us. He knew no sin. He was sinless. He was the spotless Lamb of God. But yet, he went to Calvary in our place. Glory be to God. He was was smitten. He was despised. He was rejected of men so that you and I could be accepted in the beloved. Glory be to God. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastity in the end. Hallelujah. He was despised and rejected of men. Glory be to God. But he paid a debt that he did not owe. He paid the debt that you and I could not pay. And he paid the debt that we did not owe. Glory be to God. He was the substitute, hallelujah. He became the propitiation for our sins, glory be to God. In other words, he traded places with us, good God Almighty. I feel the Holy Ghost, glory be to God. He traded places with us so that you and I would have a right to the tree of life, hallelujah. And he did it, hallelujah, in obedience to his Father, because the Bible says that through his suffering, he learned over. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. And it pleased God to crush him. It pleased God. Hallelujah. He satisfied our sin debt. Glory be to God. You couldn't pay it. I couldn't pay it. Hallelujah. But Jesus traded places with us. And he said, I'll pay it. Glory be to God. And he paid our debt. Hallelujah. And I want to tell him, thank you tonight. I got to give God some praise tonight. You see, for more than 13 years of my life, I was strung out on crack cocaine. I was a prostitute in the street. I was in and out of jail. I was in and out of prison. I was raped repeatedly. I was even once stabbed and left for dead in an alley. I should have been dead. I could have been dead. I would have been dead. And hell would have been my home. But Jesus went to Calvary. He went all the way to Calvary for a wretch like me. He traded places with me. Glory be to God. Somebody needs to give God some praise tonight, because he did it for you, and he did it for me. Hallelujah. We would be lost tonight if it had not been for Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest, and I've got to tell him thank you. Glory be to God. Jesus, the sinless and spotless Lamb of God, died in our place. He died in substitution for us so that we could live. You see, his substitutionary death was God's greatest act of love in that he gave his only begotten son for you and for me. Esther. Traded places with Vasta. Vasta got put out so that Esther could get put in. All of this was done by the divine and sovereign rule and reign of God. He changed the times and the seasons. He removes kings and he sets up Daniel 2 and 21. You see, for God to execute his plan, good God Almighty, he will remove whatever's in his way, whatever's Hinder it, whatever's blocking it He will remove it So that he can fulfill His plan and his purpose Glory be to God The book of Esther Is all about salvation It's all about the plan of salvation And how God raised up One person Esther the queen To stand in the gap And intercede Saved them. He saved the Jews from annihilation. In the same way, Jesus went up on that cross. He substituted himself for us. He traded places with us. Taking the guilt and the punishment of our sin upon himself. Accepting the divine judgment and penalty for sin. For the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Glory be to God. So there's a penalty for sin. And he couldn't not, God could not just erase our sin. He had to, it had to be satisfied. The debt had to be satisfied. And the only thing that could satisfy was the blood of Jesus Christ because he was sinless. He was sinless. He was the scapegoat. Glory be to God. Our sins went upon him. He who knew no sin, he was made to be sin for us. Glory be to God. The word of the Lord tells us, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. You know, there were times when I was in the street that I would try to get dressed up and, you know, fix myself up a little bit. And I always thought I was looking good. And I, I, I only to find out I was looking a wreck, a hot mess. People would be looking at me like, and I'm like, well, what's wrong with them? Why are they looking at me like that? They didn't, uh, I didn't see what they saw. Glory be to God. I thought I was looking good, but I was looking a mess. And you know what? That's how sin, sin is deceptive. Sin will have you thinking you're all right. You look all right. You feel all right. I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't lie, I don't I'm law abiding, I don't drive above the six speed limit. But with all of that, the Bible said there is none righteous. No, not one. Glory be to God. You can do good deeds till the cows come home, but you're still gonna need to be saved, washed in the blood of the Lamb. For the Bible tells us in Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we need the blood. We need Jesus. We need salvation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Salvation in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. And our righteousness, even when we think we look good, even when we think we're doing good, the Bible tells us that our righteousness is as filthy rags, glory be to God. And when they say filthy rags, they're talking about filthy menstrual rags, glory be to God. Hallelujah. So Jesus accepted the divine judgment and penalty, which was crucifixion. He had to die. His blood had to be shed in order that he would pay for our sins. Glory be to God. So all our sins, just think about this for a moment. All your sins was transferred to Jesus Christ on that cross. My God, my God. Jesus. Places with us And there's a song that says Jesus paid it all He didn't go part of the way He didn't go a fourth Of the way he didn't go half Of the way or even A third of the way he went All the way hallelujah The bible said That the last words that he spoke Was "Uh, It is finished father Into thy hands I commit My spirit Hallelujah. It was finished. It's it's a finished work. Glory be to God. There's nothing else we can add to it. There's, There's nobody that can add to it, and there's nothing that we can take away from. There's nothing else to be done except you accept this free gift of salvation. The Apostle Paul said it is the indescribable gift. Christmas, when someone asks you, what did you get for Christmas? You tell them, I got this indescribable gift. I got something that's so great, I can't even put it in words. I received salvation. Glory be to God in Jesus' name. Through his shed blood, hallelujah, glory be to God. All our sin was transferred onto Jesus. He took our place. He traded places with you and with me, and we were pardoned once and for all. Jesus traded places with us. This is the simple message of the gospel. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. Glory be to God that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He did it before we ever thought about being saved. Hallelujah. The scripture says in Romans, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for the ungodly. He did not come for the righteous. He did not come for the noble. He did not come for royalty. The Bible says not many uh noble, not many this, not many that are called. He came for the sinner. He came to set the captives free. He came for the lost and those who were without hope. You see, the Pharisees, they, 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 they uh, perceived themselves uh, the religious and righteous group because they kept the law. But they couldn't keep all of it, so they didn't even know that because they couldn't keep all of it, They were still unrighteous men. They were still unrighteous. Yeah. But they prided themselves in that they uh, kept the law. Glory be to God. But Jesus came and he fulfilled the law. He didn't do away with it. He came and fulfilled it. That in him we might be saved. Glory be to God in the heights. Thank you, Jesus. He did it. He freely laid down his life for us. I want to read Galatians 3, verses 13 and 14. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Christ hath redeemed me. I'm putting my name in here. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. There it is again. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. He traded places with us. Glory be to God. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, so that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. He traded places. When I was unfaithed, a movie came out um, by Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Mercy uh, were the stars of that movie, and the movie was called Trading Places. And it had to deal with these two brothers who were stockbrokers, and they made a one dollar bet on this black guy um that he he could not um handle wealth and success he that he basically it was about he was not uh you know from the wrong side of town, he had no financial uh acumen and he would not be able to um you know do anything with the opportunity that they had given him and so they made a one dollar bet and he found out about it he found out what they were really doing and not only did he um prosper but he beat them at their own game he beat them at their own game and he uh he um he railroaded them he he derailed them and made himself wealthy. And so it, the, the movie's, uh, uh, the, the lesson or the moral of the story was that, you know, this poor black man who was a bum on the street had the opportunity to trade places with these two wealthy guys. And, um, you know, they taught him the ropes, and then he turned around and beat them at their own game because he found out about that $1 bet. And so, in a way, they had insulted him because they were saying basically that he was only worth a dollar, and he bankrupt uh these two brothers. Now, the movie had a good moral to it was first of all, don't count anybody out and then second of all, you know, given the right opportunity uh you'd be amazed at. Some of the bums that are on the street today, just given the right opportunity, you'd be amazed. Now, I'm not talking about the opportunity to do business, although um, uh, many, many people that are homeless and living on the street are, are extremely intelligent. But what I'm talking about is when they come in contact, have a divine encounter with the Lord Jesus And he transforms them. He transforms their life. They become a different person. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So God can take a bum. God can take a prostitute. God can take a crack at it. God can take anybody and save them and turn their whole life around. Ask me how I know because he did it for me. A lot of people don't know that today I'm Dr. Janet Taylor. He allowed me to go to college and get three degrees, although I don't put any I, I I don't bank on those. My greatest gift from God is salvation in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But he allowed me to go get my bachelor's degree, my master's degree, and eventually in 2019, I got my doctorate. I want to give God some praise. I'm talking about somebody who was a street prostitute, crack addicted, homeless, rejected, abandoned, Outcast, God Transformed my life And he has made everything New Everything new Everything Now, when I was strung out I never dreamed that I would be Dr. Janet Taylor one day I couldn't even see Far, I couldn't My imagination didn't even work that good I would have never believed Who I am today But it's all because Of my relationship with Jesus Christ You see I I had a divine encounter with him One day I was in jail I wasn't in a church I didn't get saved in a church I got saved in the basement Of the Versailles County Jail I was there folding sheets and towels And I heard a song on the radio Called um, Another Chance And that song The lyrics to that song said I'm sorry, forgive me, clean me up, and give me another chance. And that song literally broke me. I experienced deep grief, deep conviction for my sins, and I repented of my sins right there on the spot. And God did give me another chance. Hallelujah. But I promised him, I said, God, if you will save me, I will serve you till I die. Well, the women that were working with me in that uh, basement, we were in the laundry room doing the jail's laundry, the women that were working with me that day, they when, when our work shift was over, they returned to their cell block, and they talked about the experience that I had had uh, that day in the laundry room. And they bet against me. They said, we give her two weeks and she'll be back on crack. They said, we give her two weeks, and she'll be back prostituting. They said, we give her two weeks, and she will be back in jail. But thanks be unto God, it has been 29 years, and God has kept me for 29 years. He saved me, then he filled me with the Holy Ghost, And he taught me his word, and he has just been with me every step of the way. I have obtained favor of God. Hallelujah. And I give him the glory. All of the glory belongs to him. All that I am and all that I hope to be, all that I have today, I owe it all to God. Because he sent his son, Jesus, who hung on that cross in my place. So that I could live Not only do I have eternal life But I also Am enjoying the abundant life Here in the earth God has been so good to me If I had the time I wouldn't There isn't enough time To tell you all that he has done for me But I can tell you this He has been so good To me And I give him praise I give him praise for his faithfulness, for his mercy, and for his compassion, which are new every morning. He has been so good to me. You know, and I think about if I had died in sin, I got to say this, because somebody listening to this broadcast, you, t- you, you have already uh, 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 believed that you're okay. But if I had died in sin, what do I mean by that? If I had died without receiving Jesus as my Lord and Savior, hell would have been my home, and it's permanent. Hell would have been my home. I would have received eternal damnation. But God had a plan. He had a plan. He had a strategic plan. All that I went through all that I have suffered and endured, God had a strategic plan to work it all together for good. And here I am tonight on this broadcast, sharing this testimony, sharing this message about trading places. And I would be remiss if I did not make this invitation right now to somebody who is listening to the sound of my voice. You already are at the end of your rope, and you feel like there is no way out, I want to invite you tonight to trade places with the Lord Jesus. He will give you life in exchange for death. Hallelujah. I thank him tonight. The same God, the same God that set me free, he will set you free. I don't care what your addiction is. I don't care what you've been bound by. Jesus is a chain breaker. He wants to trade places with you tonight. Glory be to God. He wants to give you a new life, a new beginning in Christ Jesus. All things will be passed away, and all things will be made new. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. If you will receive him tonight by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So many people say, well, I've never seen the Lord. You, you, You may not see him, but you know that he's real. You know that he's real. Hallelujah. And you feel him. He's tugging at your heart tonight. Hallelujah. This message is bringing conviction to you tonight. And you know that you might not make it. If you If you chance this, if you you say, not today, maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised to you. You only have this moment. So I invite you to confess your sins to the Lord tonight. He is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Redeemed us from the curse Of the law being made A curse for us There's been an exchange You know when you go to The store and you want To exchange something the first Thing they ask you is Do you have your receipt I want to tell you tonight This bible these 66 chapters Is your receipt This holy book The scriptures Is your receipt This is the promise Hey glory be to God This is the promise that he made If you will receive him tonight As your Lord and Savior Hallelujah He will save you from your sin Glory be to God This is our proof Not only will he save you But he's coming back He's coming back for his church Glory be to God we have that promise also written in the scripture. Hallelujah. We have God purchased possession because he purchased his own blood. Those who are saved tonight, you, we belong to him. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? It doesn't belong to you. And that's why Paul said, present your body to the Lord as a living sacrifice holy, and acceptable unto him, by which is our reasonable service. Hallelujah. We are not our own. We belong to God. Your entire being, everything about you belongs to him. Hallelujah. Jesus' blood through death on the cross removed all of your and my guilty stains. There's no other way. There was no other way Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, "Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, but not th- my will, Lord, Thy will be done." And he went all the way to Calvary. He was spit upon. He was beaten. He was scourged. He was uh, his beard was plucked out. They put a crown of thorns on his head. But he never said a mumbling word. He was silent as a lamb. Glory be to God. Jesus paid the debt that we could not pay. But it was also the debt that he did not pay. And you need to talk to yourself tonight and say he did it. Just glory be to God. By the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous by the righteousness of one, the free gift, good God Almighty, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. That's Romans 5, verses 18 and 19. Jesus paid it all. One man, you see, it was one man that got us into trouble was Adam. By one man, all of us came into this world through sin. Under the sin, under the curse of sin. And by one man we have the free gift. One man, Jesus Christ, the spotless Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Jesus paid it all. He traded places with us so that we might have a right to the tree of life. And all you have to do tonight is say, Jesus, I believe your word. I repent of my sins, and I ask you to be my savior." Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God who took our place on that cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for trading places with me. Thank you. I love you, and I give you praise for trading places with me. Amen.